What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, world? This is Will K, the King, and this is the Down with the King podcast here alongside C. Wade. Hi! Hi, welcome everyone. This is episode number four. Four times. Four times. Uh, four thanks, times. Four times. Th- thanks for everybody who's listening so far. Um, we're, you know, we're getting a little better at this as we go along. This is just um, literally a test run to see if y'all like it or not, but... Uh, Y'all like it, so we gonna keep it going. Alright, so as we said, this is episode number four. Um got a few things I wanna touch on today. Uh also I wanna say this before we get started. If you have any suggestions or anything you want us to cover on the podcast, hit us up. You hit us up. Um on Instagram, Down with the King Podcast. Hit us up on Facebook too. At at fake dot Facebook at Down with the King Podcast as well. We also are on Twitter at D D W T K Pod. Um, also on SoundCloud, of course, check us out. Also, we are we are also right now available on Google Play. We will soon be available on iTunes. So, of course, there'll be another way for you guys to access us. Um, so we're you know we're getting we're getting, getting a little grown out here. Major you can also moves. you can also email us at downwiththekingpodcast at gmail Yes, sir. So all of the different ways you can reach out to us, you know, talk to us, you know, give us your input, whatever you want to do. So we're gonna get started. So we're gonna start it off. So last night the finals ended. Um, the Warriors um, swept the Cavs, which isn't really surprising given what they were going up against. Um, so you know, you know, round of applause for the Warriors when they did their thing. You know, uh, I'm not a warrior. I actually like the Warriors. I'm not really the biggest KD fan right now, but that's a whole another issue. You LeBron fans is mad quiet on on Facebook. So so we're gonna get to that, and this is kind of why I want to touch on this. So first and <laughs> foremost, props to the Warriors. One time, you know, props to them. My issue, mm-hmm. and so this is actually gonna go into a whole another conversation, but uh, my issue with it. And this is actually, I just commented on somebody's Facebook about this exact thing. Because I feel like people, okay, so people that don't like LeBron, first and foremost, are, of course, rejoicing. Because it just gives them another reason not to like LeBron. Uh-huh. Because they're just going to take whatever whatever reason they have to just diss him or whatever the case may be. And I feel like in a lot of ways, I feel like it's just like somebody that constantly tell you they don't like something. I feel like it's just like people that constantly berate and tell us how much they hate Beyonce. I feel like if you really... It gets old after a while. But I think also, I feel like if you constantly talk about it, that means on some way you care, on some level you Uh, actually care. You care enough out of your day to go ruin somebody else's life just by talking about somebody's favorite person. Right, or you have, or you feel enough to make a meme about it or post that meme, like you care that much. Some people just want to watch the world burn. But are you just caring enough? Because you know, on some level, you really do like it. Also, I feel like in a lot of ways with LeBron, people always want to come up with these reasons why they dislike him, and they never are good. It, well, um, it's, not, because, it's not really. It's not because it's good. It's mostly because it's stupid. Well, that that, that you 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 kind of took the words of my mouth because I ask people directly, why don't you like LeBron? I actually had two coworkers tell me the other day how much they can't stand him, and I said, why though? Oh, because he. Uh, they don't really have a good reason. They, there they, is no good reason. It and it's exist. like, and the thing is, the anger and the vitriol these people give when they talk, they talk about LeBron is not like a situation where you just don't like him as a player. These people feel like they hate him on a, like a a deep level, like, like he like he stole their girl or he they, or the they, 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 like, they like LeBron came and kicked in the door in the house and murdered the whole family. Like they they treat this dude like he he's kissing wild. Like what the fuck? Ooh, ooh, uh, damn, like really? it's you it's know, really it bad. Down. It's shout, really bad. Shout out to Griselda like, for uh, 
Man, uh, shout out to who's it? Who is it? Came out the Chris Benoit album. I know. Conway. I don't know what it is, and and I and I really don't care. Wrestling, um, wrestling fans rejoice. That's that's what I'm saying. But it's just one of those things where it's like I get it. Either you're a fan of somebody or you're not. And I can respect you just saying you're not. For example, my brother Brass, he's not a LeBron fan. But his reasons are justified. He's a Pistons fan. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Pistons fan, yeah. you're not going to let LeBron, especially after he did what, what he did to them in, oh, was it, 05, yeah, I think? Yeah, it was 05. 05, when he beat them. Yeah. After, if you're a Pistons fan, I truly expect you not to like him. At the same time, liking him and not respecting him is yeah. two different things. Two different things. And I think got that to respect the, this disres- grind. the disrespect that a man who's been in the league for 15 years and what he's done. Because let's be clear. Most people, and I get it, and I understand why, and this is my thought process. I get it. We've been hearing about LeBron since he was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. The dude had a high school game take a t- aired on ESPN mm-hmm. when he was still in high school. Mm-hmm. So at that point, people have been hearing about him since he was a kid. And so he comes into the league with all this fanfare. Great expectations. All these expectations. He comes into the league. Everybody's like, oh, this new kid, what he's going to do. He's expected to do all these great things. He's the chosen one. Then the whole King James thing comes out. So I get it. All these people were like, he's being crowned. He hadn't accomplished anything. Dude came in like it was Simba from the Lion King. And I get that. And so I understand that has something to do with it. I also think it has to do do with the era we live in. Because if Michael Jordan came up in the social media era, he would have got killed. Yeah. Because Jordan would have got ripped apart. Michael Jordan, first of all, was not a good person. Michael Jordan was a a terrible person. Um, Still is. Personality-wise. He just... Like it's one thing to be a terrible person to your teammates and be an asshole, but and because you're an aggressive, people say, "Oh, he's expected." Well, you're no, just that's an overall asshole. We're talking about in life. People that know Jordan will tell you he's an asshole. So, and, and not an asshole in the sense that oh, he's just a jerk. No, he's an asshole. Nah, bro. So, and that's just from what I've experienced. For example, um, in my family, my mom hated Michael Jordan. Mm. Um, and I was a Michael Jordan fan, so it was always an ongoing debate. I mean, who, I mean, but, who wasn't a Jordan fan? But the reason up, you know. Pistons fans, they weren't. Well, okay, other they than weren't, Pistons which fans. is for why I'm not a Pistons fan because I was a Michael Jordan fan. But fair enough. My cousin Asha, um, when she was born, she needed a, um, a bone marrow transplant, mm. and so during that point, um, you know, they were trying to get donations and stuff to get money to raise money to get her, her bone, all these things. And so they had reached out to Michael Jordan and the Bulls to get some memorabilia to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He basically refused, saying all his stuff is only for Chicago. He can't he can't give it out to anybody else. And my wow. mom had already kind of felt like he was egotistical to get in with. So my aunts and them, they really didn't like Michael Jordan from that point. Wow. They were done with him. So, so if you live in the Chicago area, you can only get Jordan memorabilia. Supposedly. That was what he were told, which I know, I'm wow. sure it was not true. As far that's as that's sound, not that's the reality, like but that, exactly, but that's what they were told. So, like that's my family already felt some type of way about it. But I was a Michael Jordan fan. I still am. But I'm also a realist, and what I mean by that is when I when people talk about Michael Jordan, I feel like they've made him into this like all seeing, all knowing, never made a mistake in this life person. Hey, like he's not again. human. He's not human, according to these people, because they made him into this mythological creature that never made one mistake, never did anything wrong. I'm, I'm saying but this. It, this man may be the greatest of all time, 
but he's nowhere near perfect. That is true. At the same time, because they'll always cite the fact that he never lost in the finals. You're right, he didn't. He also never paid a team in the finals as good as the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Not once. In today's Warriors. He never played a team as good as his Warriors team. He never played a team as good as the Spurs. Mm. That Michael uh, that go blind to face. That's just true. And and Spurs is the OG team. That's they are five tie champions. Mm-hmm. So he, he's never played a team as good as them. He never played a team as good as the Warriors. Just to be clear. Um, secondly, with that, we go move over to Kobe. So the Kobe thing is funny to me because there's a lot of people now that I know that they talk about how much they love Kobe that did not like Kobe before. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know when it's changed. I feel like more people now like Kobe because the people that people that like Kobe they gravitate to Kobe because they hate LeBron. Yeah, I, yeah, it's I really agree what that. it boils down to because I really feel like. Kobe wasn't this beloved when he played. Nah, I mean, there was always really. Kobe fans, but there was not like this 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 love affair with Kobe. Like, oh my God, I love Kobe. Like it wasn't it, was, it wasn't on this. Level. It wasn't on this level. But what I think happened is that as people started to kind of pull away from the, it you know what I'll compare it and we're you know we're wrestling fans. If mm-hmm. you have a problem with that, fuck you. Um, he, so I'll, com- oh. I'll compare it to Rocky Maivia. Oh no! That's exactly what I think this LeBron shit is. He came in, the, and people don't know this. If you are not a wrestling fan, you don't know, because everybody that knows all the people that know the Rock now, they know he was a wrestler, but they might not know his his they, story. They don't know about his past. So when Rock first became a wrestler and came into WWE, WWF back then. Mm-hmm. He, they came in as just really goody two shoes. Like, oh my God, he's the next thing. And, oh yeah, we're gonna love him. And he came in smiling and cheesing all the time, just like and any you know uh, good guy should. The problem was, and they told him as this third generation wrestler, so he has the the pedigree to be this great thing. He's gonna be that guy. Mm-hmm. The problem was the fans took went against him the fans basically said y'all trying to make us like this guy we don't want to like him (laughs) and so because of that the fans turned on him because they're like you guys are trying to make us like this guy instead of letting us us develop and grow into liking this guy because most guys that get big like hulk hogan was kind of always he was already a name for about six or seven years really Mm -hmm. before he became out here before he before he gave that guy and and wwf so he had attraction. People around the country kind of knew who he was. And then the Rocky movie came out and it blew up from there. Mm-hmm. The Rock was still a new guy. He had just started. So you didn't Fre- give he him was fresh time. out of Miami U. Like you had, didn't give him time to grow into the role of being the guy that people like. And so the fans resent, they turned on him. And so you had them chanting, you know, die, die Rocky, Rocky, die. die. Like that's, they, that's harsh, bro. They hated him because they felt like the machine was behind this guy. I liken that to how LeBron is because I feel like because everybody, every news outlet, the NBA, anybody who has LeBron's name in their mouths, they felt like they pushed LeBron's down people, LeBron down people's throats, and so to to counter that, people rebelled, and Mm -hmm. so they said, "Oh shit, we don't like that guy, so we're gonna go to Kobe. Mm -hmm. They're gonna, they're gonna, because Kobe Jordan was already gone, so it's like now we have somebody else to hold on to." So we're gonna go to Kobe. So Kobe was pretty much the scapegoat in all this. Right. Kobe was the the other choice because it was like like I said, Kobe wasn't that beloved when he was playing early on. Nah. Like there are people Not that even... like Kobe, but it was one of those things where because my only my issue with Kobe, and the thing is I was a Kobe fan when he came in the league, but when Kobe came in the league, 
And after a couple of years, first of all, he was not that guy. He kept first nah. game in the league. It took him a couple of years because this is the same dude that airball three pointers like his in, in the in the playoffs. And you gotta have you gotta develop. That is true. You gotta develop your kind of that kind of aura. It took him about two or three years to really get to become the guy we knew. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody so, has a glow update. Right. And so. Um, it's funny as his fro got bigger, his gang got better. It's funny. Yeah, I was, I was that's just really about how to it, say that's that. Like, how it even happened. with the struggle fro, <laughs> that's really how it happened. And so, as Kobe's career, because Kobe has two, his career has two arcs. He has the first arc with him and Shaq, mm-hmm. where they won the three titles in a row. Three P. And then he ran Shaq out of out of, out of LA. the Lakers. Right. And Shaq, went, Shaq to won, went to Miami. Won another championship. With LeBron. And so, well, no, that was with D-Wade. Yeah, 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 my bad, my bad, D-Wade. And so, Kobe was left in L.A. with nothing. Uh-huh. He had a team with Smush Parker and a bunch of scrubs, and they didn't make the playoffs. They lost the big man. They, they didn't make, I don't think they made the playoffs. They And if they did, they went out like the first round. They uh-huh. weren't the good team, right? Right. right. They, they, These were not the same Lakers so that, that Shaq was on. So, at that point... Kobe threatened to leave. Kobe wanted to leave. Kobe wanted to be traded. See, a lot of people forget that because mm-hmm. people would bash LeBron and say, "Oh, he's trying. He always trying to leave." Kobe would never have left. Kobe tried to leave the Lakers. He wouldn't let him. And, re- and reverse that. And just to re- kind of go back, people say, "Well, Jordan would have never left Cleveland. Jordan would, and, and, uh, you know, he would have never left, and he would have demanded to be better." And Kobe would have never left. I said, "Bullshit." Because first and foremost, Jordan. Or Kobe wouldn't have got those two sorry ass teams that, that LeBron is taking to the finals because mm-hmm. he took this team, which is a bunch of scrubs, to the finals, and he and dragged them kicking and screaming. Let's be clear. I don't want to go. And then he also dragged that team in 06 to the finals that shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. That team was terrible. So the Cavaliers were the bad news bears. They were they were terrible. So you can't sit there and tell me that. If, and if you're in that situation, nobody they couldn't get free agents to come to Cleveland. Nobody, nobody wanted, wanted to be come, there. Nobody wanted to go there. So at that point, you're like, well, you know, you say MJ wouldn't have ever left. MJ never had to do that because in, in Chicago, first of all, he's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He never had to worry about it because they could always get players to come there. Plus, they, you also have to understand something. Also the fact is, and I feel like people just ignore this. Uh, you do realize that both of them pay for the two, the the one, the greatest coach of all time, Pat Riley. No, no, I'm talking about MJ and um, MJ. And Kobe. Talking about MJ and Kobe. They pay. They both pay for Phil Jackson. Yeah. So why do I think of Pat Riley? I, Shaq paid for Pat Riley when he went to Miami. That's what, okay. 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 So because and it wasn't Pat Riley originally. It was. Stan Van Gundy and then Pot rarely stepped in midseason. Mm. So yeah, it was Phil Jackson though. again. Yeah. So Kobe played for Phil Jackson. Mike played for Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. So all those rings are one of the greatest coaches of all time. Who has LeBron's coaches been? Hell, if I know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I just exactly. don't know. <laughs> My point exactly. So that plays a role because y'all keep talking about how Jordan never lost in the finals. I said, yeah, it also goes to the fact that he had one of the greatest coaches of all time, too. That plays a role in that shit, too. Yeah, he also had He also had one of the greatest wingmen in the history of the game. Uh, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Pippen, when he did the Philly greatest players years ago, uh, Pippen was in that list. Yeah. So you can't come you here can't, and tell You can't find a better wingman than Pippen. Right. You cannot. You can't tell me 
that he didn't have great players. He had. He had so, and it's like people wanted to try to make it seem like they because the people had this hindsight. They make it seem like Jordan played with him. It was him and like folks um folks. This, this is not like, no, It's not temptations. realistic, and that's my issue. Is I felt like they make it seem like oh he had nothing. Kobe had all stores around him too, mm-hmm. right? And you can't say Kobe never gave up because Kobe in the game seven against Boston. They didn't win that game because of Kobe. Kobe sucked in that game. Yeah, he was. He was Ron Artest and Trevor Ariza won that game for Kobe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Kobe. Let's be clear. Let's, let's put all. Let's put the the prize on. Better That's what I'm saying. Piece. Let's put. Let's put. The, let's be real here. And I feel like people want to make. They want to kind of make a scene. And I feel like I said, it goes down to this. People, shit. When Kobe wanted to leave, Kobe wanted to go to the Clippers. Cripper, uh, he wanted he, to go to the expansion he team. He almost won. No, Cripper was an expansion team, but they were just, they might as well have been an expansion team. Yeah, because it was like, what, five other teams in LA, wasn't it? No, that's the only two teams that have been in LA. Lakers, Clippers, and Kings. Yeah, the Kings weren't in LA or Sacramento. Sacramento but, still. I mean, the Clippers were, but they were playing in the same building. They both played in the Staples Center. It's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was willing to go to the fucking Clippers because he, he didn't want to leave LA, but he didn't want to play for the Lakers anymore. Mm. And the only reason he stayed. Is because they got Paul Gasol and that robbery of a trade because Jerry uh, J- Jerry West, who was running the fucking Memphis Grizzlies at the time, mm. hooked up his old team and was like, hey, y'all give me a cup of coffee and I'm going to give y'all Paul Gasol. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. So let's be clear. <laughs> let's just not act like Kobe wow. didn't try to leave before. Kobe starting to leave. Also, let's be clear. Kobe wasn't. Drafted by the Lakers, Kobe was drafted by the freaking Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I he got remember. traded to the Lakers for Vladi Divac on draft day. Ooh. So let's be clear: Ooh. if Kobe had gone to the original team he was drafted to, you think he would have been the Kobe? He might have been as good as y'all think he would, but he damn sure wouldn't have won championships nah, like he did. Nah, he wouldn't. Have won so that played a role Charlotte. in that. He he lucked up because he went to a team that already had Shaq. Mm-hmm. So he went to a team that already situ- had one of the greatest big men. Your situation determines a lot of things. Your situation determines a lot of things. Mm-hmm. LeBron went to a team in Cleveland when he got drafted that didn't have shit. He was their great hope. And he and, and much to his credit, he wasn't it was a lot of kids that come in the league and they don't they don't live up to the hype. He came into the league and he lived up to the hype from the beginning. And people still hated him for this. Well, in the beginning they didn't because he was still on the low. But I, I think as it grew, as it grew, and people really start giving him credit, I think really was after that 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 Eastern Conference Finals when they beat the Pistons. When they beat the Pistons in that game from when he beat them. And that's really start getting started. that credit. I think that's when it all started it because all at started. this point it was like, oh no, no, we can't because the league really started pushing him as this guy. ESPN started covering him differently, and so at that point people started turning on him and they kind of went over to Kobe. And so at that point people started loving Kobe more, even though Kobe was an asshole. Kobe, he, even his own teammates didn't like Kobe. So that's that's bad. His teammates didn't like him for a long time. How so your, how your whole team? Don't that's like just the kind of person he was. He, that's he, that was his personality because he grew up as a he was a he was the only child. He grew up pretty much just it was just him. And by this point, he had already he was excommunicated from his parents. Damn. Because they excommunicated him when he married his wife. Oh, because of yeah. Okay. They just did. They didn't. They didn't approve they, of her because they right, felt like she right, was just right. there for the money. So they he didn't talk to his parents. He didn't talk to his parents again until they had their first daughter. And then they excommunicated again. I think they out they they out of uh, sorts now. They ain't talking now. Damn. But that's so. 
has been different and, and that's this kind of person he was he just wasn't you know he didn't you know that's just who he was so any and true even his own coach talked about it because when phil left the first time phil wrote a book and talked about how difficult kobe was mm. so mm. my thing is i get it I get it, and I, I get why it happened because I felt like people just kind of gravitated against LeBron because they get tired of the narrative and the internet and the, the media kind of pushing him. And as social media grew, social media is is bred to troll and destroy people. Mm-hmm. That is what social media is for. It, it shouldn't Amongst be, other things. but that's what it's <laughs> become. And so people use it as a way to destroy. So any narrative where everybody's sharing for somebody or most people are sharing for somebody, it's better to go against the norm and go against the crowd. So, oh, shit, this LeBron guy, he he's pretty damn good. He's great. But, but you know what? Nah. It's the same reason Steph Curry took off so much. Because it was either cheer for LeBron or root for him and acknowledge his greatness. Or, hey, this is a little light-skinned kid who looks more like me. He's a little kid. He mm-hmm. don't look like he's nothing. Let me cheer for him. Mm-hmm. First of all, Steph Curry's one of the most cockiest fucking motherfuckers on the court if you ever watched him play. But they, yeah. don't, they don't talk about that. They but don't, he is. If, he, you, they if, don't you, actually, that shit. if you really watch him. It, that dude is a show-off. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But at the same time... I feel like y'all should hate him more because that dude came from he's he's a legacy. He's not like Brian. Like Brian had to come up and pull right, himself by right. the bootstraps, single parent home has, and shit. Steph Carter was an NBA player, line. exactly. Like and he he's he calls freaking Vince Carter his uncle. Like these are like these are things that he grew up with. Right. So he was pretty blessed. So and you know, Grant, yeah, he's a you know look. Let's be clear. He. He kind of had a he had a little better, way better than Bron. Uh, yeah, he but did look, have it. I respect Steph because Steph is definitely, you know, especially coming back from injury. Because the reality is, that he wasn't that 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 guy when he first came in the league. Nah, most people didn't. He wasn't highly touted. He he brought himself up, but he had to get over the ankle injuries he had in the beginning of his career too, and that and that played a role because his he was out most of his first like four or five years in the league. So that played a role. And the Warriors drafted well. They drafted Clay. They drafted Draymond. So they came out of nowhere. They really did. And I give so I'll give them that for building that team. The other narrative that people have is that LeBron created the super train. So my issue with this is Okay, him and him and D Wade and Bosch, yes, they put the team together. But they put that team in together in answer to the fact that you had the Celtics with Paul Pierce, uh, Kevin Gardet, and Ray Allen. They all came together for the exact same reason. Now, granted, the only difference was those were trades. And it just so happened to work out. But you know what it is, though? I think the problem with it is that a lot of people have, and it's funny because people have this issue, they don't like when the players are in control. Because if the owners do it, it's, oh, well, the owners did. The team did that. They didn't do it. But because the players are the ones that are dictating, I think that's when people have a problem. So people have a a problem of the the players actually having a mind of their own. That's my issue. I feel like people want to perpetuate this thing because it's funny because they want their players to, you know, it's like they love the players, but they only love them to an extent. They don't want you to be your own person. So it's a problem you are the one in control. No, we would rather the, um, the GM make that decision of trading you or doing that stuff. But right. if the players are dictating stuff and making their own decisions to get together, oh, that's a problem. That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. But I digress. And so, I get it. A lot of you guys hate LeBron. But I'm not going to say, I'm, what I'm not going to allow, because that just won't, is the lies and the made-up stories about what MJ would never do or what Kobe would never do. 
because I can literally document situations where Kobe has done the exact things y'all said he would never do. Mm. But because y'all y'all have made this whole y'all want to create this narrative because it fits y'all story that LeBron is who he is. Yes, LeBron is frustrated with his team. The dude put up 55 points in the first game, and because one of his teammates didn't know the fucking score, they lost the damn game. Damn you, JR. I would be frustrated, too. MJ would have never done that. MJ would have never been in that situation. Right. This is a different era. Because he he would have had a better team around. He had a better team around him, for one. Mm -hmm. His team were all veterans. They know better. And JR's a veteran, too. But there was nobody in the league as dumb as JR back then. Like, Still like, is now. You have mean? to understand the fact that but nobody believes this. They don't. They don't care because you know the, the the you know it's, it's not. It don't make for as good a story, and that's cool. I get it. And so, jumping off of the NBA Finals, this kind of made me think of who are the most annoying fan bases, mm. not just in sports, but in general. Just just generally. So, I'll be I'm be careful with my words here. Hold on, let me let me sit back so I won't get struck by lightning. I'm gonna be careful with my words here. All right, go. No, no, no. I'm gonna be <laughs> careful because I want to cross note. Like, well, I'm not I'm not mentioning the Voldemort group. I'm just gonna leave that alone. <laughs> so my first most annoying fan base are Michigan fans. Michigan fans are annoying as shit. Mm-hmm. And you have to be from Michigan to understand how annoying, or from Ohio, to understand how yeah, annoying they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, But they are fucking annoying. Because Michigan fans, mind you, most Michigan fans either could not get accepted in Michigan or could not afford to go so to Michigan. So they had to settle for MSU. Not even that. They just, they don't, like, these are Michigan fans. They're not going to go to Michigan. But they could never even get see, they couldn't get grades wouldn't let them get in the U of M, but they are such diehards. See, I can never relate because I'm not usually around Michigan fans like that. One of your good friends is a Michigan fan, Brass. Well, Brass. still. Yeah, Brass. I'm never around for that kind of thing. So Good. Consider yourself lucky. But you see it on Facebook. Yeah. It's annoying. Especially yeah. around football season, basketball season. First of all, because yeah. because the thing is, Michigan fans, you know, Harbaugh this, Harbaugh that. Michigan fans are annoying. Our friend Devon. Hello, Devon. That's Devon, my guy. Okay, yeah. Devon I, yeah. is the king of hyperbole. So every yeah, year. I take that so, back. I do know people that's kind of crazy. Right. So Devon every year, because he's a Pistons fan. He's a Lions, Lions fan. fan. He's a Michigan fan. I give him so much hell for being a Lions fan. So here's his, my issue with Devon. Every year, he'll make these bold proclamations. The Lions win two games. We're going to the Super Bowl. No. 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 No, we're not. We're just going to next week. Right. Just please calm we're down. We're not going to the Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh is going to have us playing great. The Michigan's going to win. Sir, please. No. Sir. No, they're not. Sir, they're please. Not. And... Five years into this Jim Harbaugh experiment, they've gone nowhere. Go home, you're drunk. Um, let's see what else. What's another one? Uh, the Pistons. Man, Michael Jordan's gonna come to the Pistons. Like this is how crazy he gets. Cause he'll come up with the most crazy, ridiculous, <sighs> impossible thing. Man, yeah, somebody's gonna come. Yeah, Kobe's gonna come. We're gonna get Jordan. We're gonna get LeBron. And we're gonna get Jordan to and I mean, Kobe to the Pistons. Yep. This is how he sounds. My head hurts. It's the most ridiculous shit. <laughs> and I laugh every time, and I have to comment and let him know that he's delusional because I just feel like I need to remind him of that. I just I got tired of just giving him so much hell about the Lions. It's just not fun anymore. 
And that's, you know, I get it. If you're a fan, you're a fan, but you got to be realistic here. And so Devon is one of those people that, you know, I have to give him hell. So Michigan fans and my brother Brass, he's a Michigan fan. And Michigan fans, they come with Mich- MSU people with this little brother, big brother shit. Mind you, Michigan ain't one shit this century. No. Um, this millennium, for that matter. Um, <laughs> they barely made. They made it to the Final Four twice and lost. Um. So much for that. At least state, like, yeah, granted, granted state, MSU hasn't won anything in, in since 2000, but at least they've won. They've won. They've won. That's the key word. They've, they've won. won. And they've been in the Final Four multiple times. Granted, MSU is, and has bigger issues to deal with right now. They ain't got nothing to do with sports, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Um, but Michigan fans are annoying as shit. I work with a couple of them. They're annoying. Um, my next, my second... Well, I say this is mine, so I'm gonna go top five. So that was so Michigan is number five. Okay. Number four. Or, no, no. Number four is Lakers fans. Oh. Lakers fans are annoying as shit. Yeah. And I'm a couple Kobe <laughs> fans with Lakers fans because they they could be two separate slots, but I'm a couple. We're we gonna put the we gonna put the Kobe fans at uh, four point five. Right. Lakers fans are annoying as shit because. Every time you mention anything to a Lakers fan, oh Kobe this, Kobe that, it's gonna be Kobe something, Kobe this, or it's gonna be well, but we got so many championships. We talking about now though? That may be true, but they, still they, got they, y'all been terrible. You still got problems. Y'all was terrible the last few years. Kobe was there. Yeah, and y'all ain't making. But yeah, but it's always talking about what Kobe wasn't doing. Y'all was terrible. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe wasn't playing with. Kobe, you know, Kobe he wasn't, wasn't playing, playing with heart. Right. Look, and I give Kobe all the credit in the world. He played his heart out as much as he could when he wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But let's be clear, the Lakers ain't ain't the ain't this ain't Showtime, homie. Nah, this ain't Showtime. This ain't, this this ain't, ain't NBA this ain't, this ain't early two thousands no more. Nah, bro. That shit's done. It's over. Y'all niggas is Levar. Le- oh, sorry, Lonzo Ball. That's y'all. Oh, that's y'all guy. That's that's how much that's, that's how guy. much I don't really pay attention to the Lakers because of the Ball family. Because of Lonzo. I'm actually pretty good that LeVar Ball has kind of fell to the background. We haven't heard from him in a while. Although, apparently, he's trying to politic his way into his um his other son getting a trial well, with the trial. I'm sure he is. Because sure that's he is. what he does. Um, and Kobe fans, I've already talked about them, so I'm not going to get back into that. Right. We're not we're not going to do a whole loop. So, that was, so, that's number four. Number three. I won't even say this is a, a, a fan base. Um... Well, okay. More like an idea. <sighs> mm. What's the other one? Is number number three would be. Hmm. Thing is, thinking long and hard about this. Pause. Mm. For me, and so it's just me. Pistons fans. <laughs> yeah. So, so my issue with Pistons fans, and this is more so because it's a local thing for me. Um, is that because Pistons fans will be checking for the Pistons when they not winning? Lions, Lions So you know that's my local pick. My actual pick is Golden State Warriors fans. You know why? Why? None of you motherfuckers knew who the Golden State Warriors were 
four years ago. Hell nah. None of you niggas was checking for the ghost. You niggas Nobody. don't know who Run TMC is. You niggas don't know who Tim Hardaway is. Not Junior, nigga Tim Hardaway. Killer Crossover, mm-hmm. Tim Hardaway. You don't know who the fuck that is. I'll get out my fucking face. Yo, yo, you don't know, know that about... Chris Webber originally played for the Warriors. Fuck you. No, get out you, my... You, you don't know that Latrell Sprewell played for the Warriors. Mark Cooper did not play for the Warriors. That was on TV. I just want to point that was things. that was a fictional character, <laughs> but Warriors fans and not because it's because I feel like most people became Warrior fans because they wanted to hate LeBron, and anything and that went against LeBron was just a good thing. And because of KD, well, actually, most people like a lot of people don't like KD before because he went to um and because actually, he went to GSW. But I feel like that was a bitch move because you had this team down three one, you lost because you didn't play well. It was directly your fault. He pretty much played the, if you can't beat him, join him. But you lost. You went to the team that already had won 73 games and already had a championship without you. That's whack. That's a bitch move. That's I'm sorry. whack, son. Y'all can't compare to what LeBron did. LeBron created a team that, because before he went to Miami, Miami was a fucking six he was, he was a, it, They it was, was a barely beast. making it in the playoffs. They weren't doing shit. And we're back. So that was a punch in. Sorry, had a little few technical difficulties we had to address. Things but, happen. Yeah, things happen. And it's a lot of podcasts. Shit happens. You know. Um, so with that being said, um kinda wanna pick up where we left off. So we left off on the Warriors is my number three most annoying fan base. And also because most of you people didn't know who the Warriors were before four years ago. So that's fine. Bandwagoners and it's cool. I appreciate your love. Go right ahead. Although we'll go on, it go unwarranted, right? It, most people don't know shit about the Warriors other than mm, Steph Curry. Nah, uh, no, no, most people don't know shit about the Warriors except Mark Cooper. <laughs> they see their picture, they have no idea. <laughs> they don't know who Joe. They, um, who was it? Um, they don't know who any old Warriors are. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. Nah, sir. I'm not gonna even get into the the weeds with it. We're gonna leave it there. All right, so moving on to my number two Numero most annoying fan base. What you got? And I just had it, and I think I lost it. Chugga, 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 Who was chugga, it? Chugga. Damn. All right, I know. Crash and burn. I know, right? Because I know who number one is. I, number one is easy. Yeah, number one is always easy, but it's always a number two. Right, that is true. Number two is always a doozy. Oh, you're you're so funny. You're so funny. (laughs) You're so like. I'll be here all week. Touche, sir. Touche. All right. So number two. Tip your waitress. Is um. Damn, I really can't remember who it was. Oh come on. My memory is usually pretty good. My memory is not that bad, but. Right now, what? I'm completely... The great, the great Will K has lost a, uh, lost a memory? Right, you know, it, it happens, you know. What the hell is the world coming to? Play as fuck up. Um, <laughs> did, did you let them see you sweat, kid? Did you let them see you sweat? You know the rule is. In the imaginary land of the podcast brand we exist in, they can't see shit, so... <laughs> well, we got, you know, we got people that can visualize, such as myself... Right, but you're here, so it doesn't doesn't equate. Hey, I always play back episodes just to see how terrible I sound on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> this episode will be no different. <laughs> hey, look, I'm the one that has to put these shits together, so I already know how horrible I sound. So I ain't even worried about it. I mean, I don't have a I don't have the voice for radio. I've been told I do by many people. I don't know where this happened. It's just a thing. 
So they were all, they were well, all his girl. She she she. Just no, this was from, from a lot of people at work. Surprisingly, I'm just messing. They with they you. like how they they like how I uh, do the uh, closing announcements. Oh, of course they do because you're promoting them, motherfucker. Uh, Shameless I, plugs. Of course they're gonna like it. Yeah. No, all right. No love for the orange box though. Exactly. <laughs> no no love for them. We'll give them free plugs. That's true. Nah. So. I'm gonna have to skip number two because I don't remember who the fuck it we'll, was. We'll come back to number two as soon as he figures this shit out. But number one, by far, are Cowboys fans. Uh, Dallas Cowboy fans are the most annoying motherfuckers go, you will ever meet in your life. By far. By far. And let's be clear on this the rest of them live here in the city. And the rest of them They live everywhere Actually you know what Steelers fans are a close second Cause Steelers fans are everywhere yeah, Steelers fans are everywhere They are literally Every fucking maybe, where Maybe the Steelers Can be number two They're they're in LA They're in the east coast They're in the west coast They're in midwest Everywhere Which I'm, a, I'm still everywhere. Contending that Michigan should not be The fucking midwest Of anything But that's neither here Nor there Nah Now I'm getting to that we, Getting the weeds about that shit It still annoys me to this day mm. But Cowboys are definitely the most annoying fans because they're always hopeful for no fucking reason. Just like the Lions fans. Yeah, but at least the Cowboys have won before. It's been 20 fucking years, but they at least won something. But every year, the motherfuckers think they're going to win. And every year, they don't. It's just come up short. And now they've gotten rid of Des Bryant. Not even begging to come back or they primetime said they should. I don't know. I ain't watching NFL this year because it's fucked the NFL. But Cowboy yeah, fans, fuck football. The Cowboy fans are still annoying as shit. I just want to point that out. They are annoying as fuck. Everybody knows this. See, he They're, knows just like anybody else does. I'm not a football fan, so I'm never. I'm not gonna watch anyway. But I, I don't watch college not, ball. I don't watch. It wasn't pro enough, ball. I wasn't nearly, I'm not necessarily a, a huge football player. I'm a basketball fan more than anything. But yeah, we, we are I would both watch basketball football, fans. But my favorite player doesn't play anymore, so I don't fucking care. Right. Because Peyton Manning's retired, so I don't fucking have any, any freaking... I don't have any dog in the race now, so fuck Cause, it. Because like we said before, we are from a different era where basketball was played like prison. Uh, you, put, you you throw a punch at somebody but That's, just, that's just how it played in the streets anyway Yeah but still You played like, the playgrounds the pros, It wasn't no, no blood, no foul bro It'll spill into the stands that's Just, just like the brawl at the palace Well that wasn't That wasn't really supposed to happen yeah, to I, know, I know it wasn't Fighting really supposed Fighting had been outlawed in the league Before that happened to be fair Yeah but still That wasn't supposed it was, to It was the rawest thing You could ever watch on TV Yeah I remember when it happened It was quite interesting Yeah Because um, yeah. I, I always contend Because just like you said what he did but I understand. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, all of our favorite players are done. Like they're well, retired or gone. I can appreciate new players. I just don't appreciate people. You don't want to appreciate the, the crazy fandom. That's true. Which, you know, is it's either here or there. Right. Because this is a very opinionated show. If you don't like our opinion, then go jump in 94 track. All right. So... I'm going to move on from fan bases because I think we covered enough of those. And I, I told you I wasn't mentioning the Baltimore fan base, and I'm not going to. Um, with that being said, moving on. We'll give our final thoughts on the beef situation that we've discussed the last couple weeks. Ah, uh, yes. We have to. 
is this is this is a very interesting thing. So the last time we got, left you, as pre- um, no, no, hold on, hold on. Previously on Down with the King. So previously we had discussed Push's response to Drake, and we were all waiting to see what Drake would do. Still speculating. We were still wondering. Still looking. And the days passed. We all aged. And we heard nothing from Aubrey. No, we we heard aside from his press release that we had already talked about. We, we heard something from Aubrey. Nothing but crickets. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing from the camp. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing Until from OBO. We nothing got from Forty. A video of Jay Prince. First of all, if you don't know who Jay Prince is, you need to use your Googles. Pause right here and Google Google Jay, Jay Prince. Prince. Just Jay do Prince it right now. Has respect. But probably one of the most respected men in the music business mm-hmm. and one of the most respected men in business in general because he's not the dude to play with. Nah. Um, for a lot of people who don't know who Jay Prince is, if you know who Scarface or the Ghetto Boys are, if you know, know if UGK you are a fan is, of Rap A Lot Records, if you know anything about A Ball and MJG, you will you, automatically that, know Jay Prince. You, thank, you have Jay Prince to thank for all that. Mm-hmm. And so Jay Prince came out. And basically said that he told Drake not to respond. Um, he said he felt that Pusha went too far when he mentioned his mom and dad and sick. Um, which I have something to say about. And so, you know, he told he said he told Drake not to respond. That was the first thing. So then as people started asking him more questions about it. Then he comes with a little nugget that Drake did record a response that was quote unquote so vicious, so vicious so it would never be heard that it would have ended Pusha and Kanye's careers. I'm still waiting on this. First of all, I've been a salesperson. I've been in sales for most. Well, of my we're life. both in sales, but he's been doing I'm, it way longer than I've me. I've been a salesperson, a high volume, high volume salesperson for a very long time, right? I know marketing, right? Mm-hmm. I know marketing. I know I know how that shit works. And I know what it means to plant a seed. As a salesperson, the plant the seed process is basically when somebody walks in or you're trying to sell somebody on something, even if the plant the seed is knowing that you may not necessarily eat that sale today, but if you plant the seed in that person's mind, think to get them thinking about what the things you've talked about and how that whatever item or service you're pitching them is going to benefit them, uh-huh. that you might not get the sale today, but come a week from now or a couple weeks from now, it's gonna it's gonna resonate and they're gonna come back like, hey, remember we talked about so and so? I'm ready to buy. Happens so, every day with me. So with that being said, Jay Prince planted a seed on y'all. And what I mean by that is this. First and foremost, I, my, my, my total belief is this. First of all, if you don't know what Jay Prince's connection is to Drake, Jay Prince's son, Jazz, is the one who quote unquote discovered Drake. He didn't just, what I mean, and, and you say discover loosely because Drake had already had a, uh, had a deal before. But it didn't do anything. Right. When he signed the Universal. So when he started doing, coming back and kind of rebranding himself, Jazz was the one that took Drake to Wayne. Mm. So all this shit. So him and Jazz have had a relationship for years, of course, since the beginning. Which means that he also has a relationship with Jazz's father. 
At the same time, this all coincides with the fact that Jay Prince was already about to go on a press run because he has a book coming out in a week. Uh-huh. So all these things just kind of lined up for Drake a little bit where now Drake can say, well, hey. And I'm sure he called in the favor because the reality is Drake had nothing to come back at Pusha with. He had absolutely nothing. Because the original freestyle was about Kanye mostly anyway. It was It was not about Pusha. It was about... Kanye and his relation and to his Pusha. relations with Pusha T. But that was it. But that's all you got. And so, with that being said, he had nothing for Push. There was rumor that he had a hundred thousand dollar bounty out there looking for information. So I'll, I'll be- say I'll say it again, like I said in the, uh, the last episode. What do what do we know about Pusha that that Pusha hasn't already said himself? Right in, in music and documentaries and all that. Like, what do you have on this man that won't incriminate him? Right. So with that being said, Drake really had nothing. So at this point, because in the, in, the, in the public opinion, for the most part, people were saying Drake had already lost and he needed to respond. See, the thing is, and see, Drake wasn't expecting that because Drake thought he can do the same shit he did with Meek. Nope. The fact that he responded so quick, he was going to be good. He didn't expect Push to come back the way he did. And he didn't he didn't expect him to come as hard as he right. did. And so the way and because Push it did, Drake was left in a position where he had no choice but to respond because the fans were gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. But he also had to protect his image because Drake has built up this image of him being the goody two shoes and this nice this nice clean guy. So he got too many people that are invested in him financially. So all these people are like, You gotta put out a pressure, it's about this blackface shit, it don't look good. He got too much money on the line, so I get that. But as far as hip-hop goes, bro, you need to respond. And so, since he didn't have a response, his only recourse was to call in a favor. And I truly believe he called Jazz and was like, Jazz, I don't have nothing. Can you ask your pops to say he called in a favor? He called me in and said, told me not to respond because I ain't got shit. And the thing is, they knew that nobody was going to second guess Jay Prince because Jay Prince is Jay Prince. Jay Prince is that guy. So you don't, you he don't, figured, hey, you don't battle Jay Prince. Ain't nobody going to question it because Jay Prince is solidified in the game. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to challenge him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I fully believe that's what happened. I fully believe he called in a favor, said, I need you to bail me out. Yeah, too. Because I don't really have an out right now. And the thing is, he's also afraid because Push made it clear. He had more. He had more in the chamber. So, if Drake did respond, and it wasn't a haymaker, it was, it was going to be a problem for him. Hashtag Surgical Summer, and Volume he, 1. And he knew that. And so, he was like, I can't risk it. Mm-hmm. I can't risk it. He already risked it with the blackface. I, he, he risked it. He and already he, risked it. It didn't work out. So, he had to, he had to release a press release. So that, was, that was strike one. Strike two. Just just like I said off off mic, um, it uh, what was it uh, which which uh, which Rocky was it that Creed got killed? Was it Rocky Five? Uh, it was like Rocky Four. Rocky Four, yeah, yeah. Drake's team pretty much did a team Creed. Just throw in the towel. He's dead already. Just is is not. It wasn't already looking good for him. Pusha came with that. That Ivan Drago flow. If he dies, he dies. Right. And so with that being said, that's pretty much it. Drake put in the call and, you know, Jay Prince gave him out. My issue with that is this. 
what he also did is he tried to give he gave some he gave a um he gave Drake a kind of a, a, a push. He kind of gave Drake some credibility and said that he had just this 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 vicious record that could uh you know in you know in pushing and Kanye's careers. Push has been around since '99. Stop playing. Kanye's been around since what 2000? Like oh two. So you're telling no, me no, he's no. going to No, no, no. I say I say about oh one. I remember because MCV would play nothing but Kanye. Post-accident, production, like production stuff, like he was. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking. Well, yeah, like production and rapping wise, they would play nothing but him, mm-hmm. even before the accident, even after the accident. And so, me. well, he didn't really have any music before the accident. No, I meant, I meant to say after. Yeah. So with that being said, you said you're gonna end both their careers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, but but what that does though is it gives Drake fans to say, ah, oh, yeah, man, no, nah, Drake could have did it. But Jay Prince told him to stop. He saved push a career, man. Yep. That's if all he did. If Jay Prince were holding it back, man. So now Drake we got this, let it go. So now we get this mythological distance. Nobody's gonna hear. It's like it's like it's in detox realm. It's like out there well, with we'll the, never hear that shit. Right. It's out there in that same realm where the detox album exists and like Voldemort and <laughs> The Infinity Gauntlet, oh. and all the fucks you niggas on the internet say y'all don't give. Like <laughs> these are the things that exist in this realm. That apparently this 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 uh, record. So he said everything is in the shadow realm. Right, that's exactly what this shit is. It's just in the shadow realm. Apparently, everything is in the shadow realm. Apparently, so I'm not about to sit here and play y'all game. I'm just not. We're not here for it, son. I'm not gonna play your game. We're not here for it. And so, with that being said, Drake, I take that L. This is yeah, not take the L. L. This is and that doesn't and the L taking the L doesn't mean you you lose your career or nothing like that. No, you just lost the fight badly. You lost the fight. <laughs> you picked the fight. You, you picked, picked the fight. fight you knew could you couldn't win. win. And that's just how it goes. So you you just got your ass waxed. Move on, bro. Just 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 come out with the album. Act like it never happened. Just like how people, uh, just how, just like how people treat Lupe's Lasers album. Yeah. People who treat lasers like it doesn't exist. That is true. That is true. And so, with that being said, um, moving on. Shout out to Lupe, by the way. Of course. This man is on Instagram being freaking samurai. Also, samurai samurai shampoo shit. I'm loving every second of it. It makes me want to go pick up a katana and just go in the backyard. He been doing this shit since he was a kid. Yeah, but I'm just now seeing this. Yeah, his father, you, was, you know, his father you... owned a karate school in Chicago. See, I didn't know all this. Yeah, he's been doing martial arts since he was a kid. His father came back from Vietnam, he said, mm. and started doing martial arts and opened the school up. And like he used to teach all the kids in the neighborhood. He said he he, he said his father would take like this his students, his better students, into like the neighborhoods while the gangs are taking over and get them out. Like mm. that, he was that serious. His father wasn't no joke, so he's been mastering martial getting, arts since he was a kid. Like you, getting, he, you getting kids to get out the gangs and shy? Yeah, that's, he was. Like, he, that's what he used to do. So like, his, he's guy. been doing that shit for years. You're a bad dude. Because um, when I was um, one of the concerts I went to years ago, I guess they have a, his father's school has a sister school here, mm-hmm. and so he had brought some of the kids from the sister school on the stage with him when I was at the concert one time. Mm. So. But yeah, I know I knew about that for years. Um, oh, that's what's up. That's the reason why on his first album he had the sword on the back. 
Oh, forgot about that. The back cover. Uh, yeah, the back cover is him with a sword. Yeah. Okay, I thought that was just for aesthetic. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you know how to use that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and so, shout out to Lou, man, making me want to do better with my life, dog. <laughs> so, with that being said, we're going to move up on to. So, we lost two people this week mm. to suicide. Mm. Uh, Kate Spade, who's yeah. a famous designer, and mom um, Anthony Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain celebrity who chef, celebrity chef. I'm um, chef. I'm sorry. Uh, he he worked on uh, CNN. Um, he had a show called Parts Unknown. He was actually overseas filming another episode for Parts Unknown when he um, when they found him in his hotel. Wow. Um, and I kind of want to touch on it because first and foremost, if you don't do it, please check on your people. And I mean anybody. Anybody you know that whether they're a person that's very, they talk, even if somebody you talk to every day, every once in a while just ask how they're doing. Because a lot of times we just kind of assume that people are doing okay and we don't check on them. Mm-hmm. Especially in the black community. Because mental health is a, is, a, is a taboo subject. It's becoming more prevalent nowadays. But back, but, back in the days, but you was just, it was never talked about. And we nah. just kind of, if you were doing certain things or you weren't doing certain things in the black community, you were either considered a punk or a bitch. Or you, was, or you a, were just going through you a phase. Just, you were just insulted and made to feel like you were lesser than the person. Mm-hmm. But we never recognized or acknowledged that these things were true. And so you were considered weak if you... Um, we're letting certain things get to you. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that's been around for years and we never talked about. It. And so now I, I'm glad, unfortunately it takes situations like this for us to continue to talk about these things. Um, but we need to continue to talk about these things. You have to check, especially your strong, the strong, uh, Roy's talk about on his, um, his work, his album, check on your strong fan. Mm-hmm. Cause you think this person is the strongest person, you know, but you really don't know not. one time. And it's funny cause I remember, Anybody knows my father, my father's a very strong, he's very, you know, if you met my father, he's the backbone in our family. He is the strongest person I know, but even strong people go through stuff. And I remember one, and I'll never forget one time my mom telling me, my mom, he was, he was dealing with stuff. He was in some financial situations, whatever it was. And she said, y'all don't know. Your father, he may not show it with y'all because he feels like he can't. But I'm the one that sees him crying and stressed out when he he can't deal with stuff. He doesn't show that to y'all. But even the strongest person in the world has a moment where they just can't deal with all the stresses of the life. Because he's from a different era too, correct? Huh? Because he's from a different era too, right? Right. And life is and life is hard. Uh-huh. But one thing as a man, he felt like he couldn't show that to his children. As far as us, he had to be strong for us, and he couldn't show that to us. The first time I've ever seen, there's two times in my life I've seen my father truly get emotional in front of me. The day my grandmother passed away and the day my mom passed away. Uh. Actually, it was more it was more so the day that we, the funeral. Because I really didn't see him a whole, I saw him a little bit on the day she passed. But it was more so, because he, he was too busy having to, you know, sign paperwork, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So we didn't get a lot of chance to run time on each other. But the day of her funeral, I had never seen him like that. He, it was just, and he even, he, it was, it was, I had never seen him that broken. So you just don't know. And so you don't know what can break somebody or what they go through when you're not around or when you think, oh, this person's strong. They don't need no help. You need to talk about it. Even if it's a friend you don't talk to every day, sometimes just check your friend and say, hey, are you doing okay? Yeah. 
Because you don't know You don't know everybody's limits You don't know Everybody has a point Everybody has a breaking point Mm -hmm. Everybody has a point Where you're just like I can't deal with this shit Or I can't handle shit And so As a friend As a acquaintance As a family member It's your You have to check on your people It's your duty If you love your people Like you say you do You have to check on them Because you just don't know You don't know You don't know what they're going through You don't know where they are You don't know if they're at their breaking point you just don't know. And so sometimes it's just it's just good to say, how are you doing? Uh-huh. I'll never forget. It's one of those, it was uh, years ago, uh, one of my friends, I hadn't talked to her in a while. And I remember something told me, uh, early in that week, I remember something was telling me, it was maybe Wednesday, middle of the week, I was like, I had a thought, I, like, I need to check on her, see how her and her son are doing. Just, you know, just to see how they're doing. Hadn't talked to her in a while. Just to see how she's holding up. How is everything going? Just to catch up. Uh-huh. I never did. I never did. About a week later, not even, I just happened to be on Instagram. And I hadn't been on Instagram in a, a day or two, so I was scrolling through. And just before it mixes up, I mean, this is years ago, so it was when everything was actually in order. Yeah. So I was going through, and I scrolled for a while. If I hadn't scrolled as far as I did, I probably would have missed it. But I scrolled for a while, and I scrolled, and I caught a picture of her, <clears throat> and and her it was her cousin that I had follow on Instagram, and her cousin posted a picture of her and her cousin together, and she said, rest in peace. And I said, huh? What the hell you mean, rest in peace? Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? And so... Um, I, I, I messaged her cousin on Facebook. I said, hey, I'm a friend of your cousin. I saw you post a picture saying rest in peace. What the hell happened? She said she was in the car accident this morning and she died instantly. I said, is her son okay? And she said her son wasn't in the car. He wasn't with him. He was with his dad. Mm. But you just, and mind you, and I felt bad. I mean, first and foremost, I was like, it was my, for my friend, but her son is two years old. He has to grow with his without his mom now. Wow. Like you you think about these things and so and, and, and that's not necessarily a mental health thing, but it's more of those things you still it's, it's a thing whenever you get you're gonna something. check on somebody, check on them. Yeah. Cause you never know what's gonna happen or what's going on in their life. At the same time, you never know this may be the last time you get a chance to talk to them. Life is short. There are things that I wish I could have said to my mom that I didn't get a chance to say. Mm. And so it's one of those things where you always, you know, it, whenever you get a chance, reach out to your people because you just don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be the most happy person. These people are millionaires, people who have everything in life you would think. There's again, no reason, money can't quote, buy unquote, your happiness. There's, quote unquote, no reason for them to be depressed. But money and fame don't make you happy at nah, all. And people that really think don't. that don't understand. I think sometimes people, we poo-poo it because we say, oh, well, you're famous. You shouldn't be complaining. You don't understand how much that wears on you because you have to maintain that shit. Right. There's, there's a it's, certain thing it's that one, you have to keep proving you to have people to keep that you doing can it still everybody, do it. And everybody's in your business 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be have a private life. Like You like can't leave your house without TMZ getting all up in your ass. Right, everything you do is magnified. Everything is out there for public consumption. That's fucking rough. Yeah, man. Now, yeah, I understand some of you people now, y'all put y'all stuff out there voluntarily. But just, it's, it's one thing if you're doing this yourself. It's another thing when people put your business out there and you have no control over it. Mm-hmm. You're just at the mercy of the fact that you're a public figure, so you just got to deal with it. You got to suck it up and move on. Suck it up, Buttercup. That's what they tell you. That's fucked up. And so just, you know, like I said, mental health is a real thing. 
So if you haven't talked, if you really like, if there's things you're going through, talk to a therapist. There are people talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Because you just don't know, and 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 check on your people. Check on your people. Make sure they're good. Please. We all we got, man. So. I want to go to something a little less, um, more lighthearted, and it's a kind of a situation that happened. It was in the news. It's a situation with Future. In the news. And so Future, so this girl got on Instagram. It posted, <laughs> it talked about the situation that happened. And so the way the story goes, um, she says she had met Future a f- few months back. And they, it was in the studio chilling, talking. It was vibe, and it kind of vibed a little bit. So it was cool, mm-hmm. and they kind of talked a little bit since then. Mm-hmm. And so something happened to the fact where the one or her or him reached out and said, "Hey, want to see you, or whatever?" She said, "When you trying to?" And he said, "You know." And and so he flew her out to wherever he was. And so got her a hotel, whatever. Well, no, what he said was, "Hey, you pay for your flight, and I'll reimburse you." I'll give you back whatever you pay for your um, flight, hundred or one hundred, hundred percent, whatever the case may be, a thousand percent, whatever. Fair enough. And so, first and foremost, he said, "I'm gonna reimburse you wherever you pay for your flight, a thousand percent." How do you hear that? Hmm. That I'm gonna give you the money, right? right? She read that is, "I'm gonna give you your money." Yeah, I'm gonna give you your money back. I'm gonna give That's you the money that you paid to get over here. Right. She read it as, "I'm gonna give you that money a thousand percent interest." Like basically, th- I'm gonna give you. Yeah, I'm gonna give you your flight with interest. Basically, is what she read it as, which is not how he clearly died. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the first mis- no, the misconfusion in in the situation. <clears throat> and so the other situation was so. She got into town. She got settled in the hotel. She He FaceTimed her. And so he says, she said, you know, they, she said, what you doing, whatever. He said, you should be you should be here waiting for me with some lingerie on something like that. So she responds, like, yeah, I wasn't even on that vibe, whatever the case may be. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to chill. Like, what about the studio vibe like we did before? Mm. And so I don't think, I don't know if he just didn't respond or something to that effect or he did text. And so she's like, so when you coming through, he's like, are oh, you cool? Enjoy yourself or something to that. So he just kind of, he just kind of. <laughs> Kevin, the mad curve. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much curved her a couple curved times. Curved is so hard. She says, so you, I'm not going to see you this weekend? He's like, oh, you good? You know, nah, enjoy you, yourself, you love. All right. You all right? You all right? You cool? But I, that's I basically you when you hit her with the curve, right? Mm-hmm. And so the next day, she left to go get something to eat. She went to the hotel. They're like, no, you're not checked in anymore. <laughs> so, and I'm not gonna go into, I'm not gonna like go through the step by step of the story or anything like that, like verbatim. But she posted all this on Instagram, and she posted. Then she posted. So you said, so you saying to me, he left her stranded? Well, he posted. He, I mean, he checked out the hotel, I guess, or he he entered the. I don't. The thing is, so she asked, how long was the reservation? He she said. uh I guess they told her it was a four night or two or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Whatever the case may be, she's mad basically saying, well, he didn't give me my money a thousand percent. And he also. Well, he never said a thousand percent. He didn't. That wasn't the <laughs> He said, I would give you your money. And so I guess the question is if a dude says, come see me, I'm going to pay you back, is there an application that he's trying to get something? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he if he said you should be here waiting for me with lingerie, but that was after the fact when she got there. 
And that was more of a suggestion, I guess you could say. It wasn't like him saying you should, like you have to be that way. He was kind of implying that. Well, well, I, yeah, I understand that, but you hear something like that, you kind of get the implication that, oh, it's, it's about to be more than Netflix and chill. Am I right? True. But like I said, I think it's more it's a, it's a, how you look at it. Um, women, some women were mad, but at the same time, my thing is, you know, the situation. If you're like, a dude ain't trying to get you to fly out to see him. Like, it's future. First of all, you didn't know your exactly. person. Exactly. It's future. Do you, you not you listen know, to his music? You don't know this to me, to future. How many I mean, kids future get? Like, he ain't. Uh, he clearly ain't just trying to chill with you. Right. He's not trying to, to chill. Fair. He's trying to get you drugged up. And then chill with you. Well, that's a whole, we ain't gonna go into that because that's a, that gets into the Bill Cosby ram, and I ain't going there. <laughs> so, hey, hey, hey. But I just wanted to tell you because I thought it was kind of funny. That's um, that is kind of hilarious. Because one of those things where you do, you set the um, the you know standard from the beginning that you know this is what I'm trying to get, you know, whatever. <laughs> or should people know what they get into based on who the personnel is? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you should know who that is. And again, this is future. You should kind of already know. <laughs> That's true. What this band is about. His music kind of tell it's a blueprint for who who he is. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last thing I want to touch on, and it's one of those touchy such subjects. Um, I thought we were leaving these alone. No, we're never gonna leave them alone. We just we just drug ourselves out in the mud for this one. <laughs> well, it's not an emotional one. Well, uh, as far as like a sad one. Okay. It's just a debate. Cultural appropriation. Uh, this is still a thing. It's always going to be a thing. This is this is still a thing that people are always going to argue about. So, so cultural appropriation for those. So essentially, the way pro- cultural appropriation is defined is utilizing the the creation or culture of another um, culture, of course, using their culture for your own gain or benefit or whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah. So a lot of times you see it where um, white, you know, Caucasian women will wear hairstyles that were started by black women. Black women were shunned for, but then they'll make it into something to say, well, we started this and this is new twisty style where it's like cornrows or some shit that black people and black women have been doing for forever. Yeah, right. So, but they'll, and black women were shunned for it, but now it's, it's cool when white women do it. So that's you, the, one of the bigger culprits of cultural appropriation. Mm. Of course, you also see it in music. Mm-hmm. Because even from the beginning, Elvis taking black music and making it into his own music, and it's been going on for years. Black people have been taking black music. Rock and roll itself was created by black when people was made to, to believe that white people created it. So it's been going on for thousands of years. It's not something that's gonna. It's not a new thing. Check your um, history, folks. You have sports teams that use Indian logos, um, Native American logos and faces. That's cultural. That's appropriation as well. So there's so many different examples of cultural appropriation. My focus right now is going to be music, um, specifically hip hop, black music, stuff like that. And mm. so, <sighs> I guess my question is going to be, where would we draw the line? It's like, where is the line for cultural appropriation? And what I mean by that is this. So. I'm going to start with Justin Timberlake. So Justin Timberlake, for the most part, has been performing black music since he left NSYNC. Would you say? 
I would. Right. Because okay. most of his stuff was produced by either produced by black by black people or written or, by black people. Right. Pharrell, Timberland, whatever. Whatever the case may be. Right. And we've embraced Justin Timberlake. Because first of all, the boy can sing. Right. He's a great he performer. Says he's got talent. But what I feel like. We love we love uh, 2020. We loved all his albums before. Mm-hmm. When he dropped Man in the Woods, first of all, it wasn't as good as his previous albums, which I'll, okay, I'll, I'll. Oh, yeah, because it's a whole different direction. But I also think he had to go in that direction. So, my, and this is where I get my issue. Because people criticized him because they felt like this was his quote unquote white album. As far as him and, you know, being more towards that. Well, it's, the it's, music, not, it's not as urban as Justified or uh, Future Sound. Right. But at the same time, I feel like if he had done another urban album, he would have been vilified for the whole cultural appropriation yeah, thing. Because yeah. we focus on that now more than we ever did. Mm-hmm. At the same time, people were still mad at him for the whole Janet situation. There are some people that, like, it was his fault. Or because he didn't like, he like, wasn't going to take the same L as her. What was he supposed to do in right. that and situation? And it wasn't like her career took a hit because of it. Nah, it just skyrocketed. She's Janet freaking Jackson. Right. Um, She's known for this kind of thing. Right. Like, it's not like his career. You know, he. What was he going to do? What What can he do? His career wasn't going to take a hit either way. Right. Um. Everybody but, has a trajectory. Right. And so, at the same, suppose he didn't make another album after that for freaking ten years. Exactly. So he, he was gonna he be okay. Doing, either, he started making movies and stuff. Right. So he, he was gonna be okay either way. Right. So. so, with that being said, this album, I feel like he had no choice but to go that direction because if he had done, a, he came out with a whole another another album like before. Oh, you were. Plus, he's a he's much. a grown ass man married with a kid now. Exactly. Can't make the same music. Every freaking time. So he did something different. It right. wasn't necessarily as good, but so weird. People change. <laughs> right. So with that being said, um, there were some people, I guess something happened with him and Prince before, but my dad happened before and y'all ain't have a problem with it. So why is it so now y'all bring on this shit? It's like, now when y'all feel like y'all don't, y'all when y'all are totally against somebody, now y'all gonna bring out all the other, all the other reasons why y'all don't like this person. It's like, well, these reasons existed before. Right. The skeletons were already out of the Those closet. things happened before. And y'all didn't y'all, get, y'all, y'all gave him a pass. Y'all didn't cancel him, as y'all say. Uh-huh. So now, why is it now? Once y'all he does something y'all don't like, or he now it's like, oh shoot! Now we just get him out of here. I will tell you why, because he grew his beard out and said, "I'm gonna go record my entire album in a cabin in the middle of nowhere." And it's gonna Kanye be the greatest thing ever. Kanye produced a bunch of albums in Wyoming. Fuck you. I, I still haven't heard it. I, I've, I've heard well, you've heard of Push's album, though. Uh, that was pushed out there. Was, that was, well, it, uh, everything was done in Wyoming. All these albums were doing it in Wyoming. Pushes, mm. his, the him one him and Cuddy, Tiana's. Tiana's. Just everybody that's coming out with that album in the yeah. in very different. So, like, some of them were done in Utah and then Wyoming. Right. But still. But specifically. Utah and Wyoming. But I'm, I'm talking specifically Justin Timberlake. Right. I get it. Uh, and like you said, he was he was kind of forced to make this album. He was he was in the rock and hard place because if he had gone and did another yeah, album it, that was heavily um, influenced with black music, then y'all would have said, "Oh shit, he's appropriating our culture again." Well, so he did. He kind of he kind of said, "Me, Charlie in the middle." 
I'm gonna do something that's influenced by where I'm from and stuff. At the same time, I'm gonna do something that's still because I mean, Pharrell and Timbaland still produced the album. Exactly, he so, would have got one of them or both of them. They, yeah, right. He has this kind of stroke. That's <laughs> just I mean, they're they're his friends, so of yeah. course they. Although this is the first one that um, Pharrell has produced in since his first one. Pharrell, oh, yeah, because yeah. we had an issue with Jive at that point, so he hadn't him and Pharrell hadn't worked together. In yeah, this is a, like yeah, it's a whole new era for. So uh, with that being said, um, then you go to um, somebody like uh, Bruno Mars. So some girl posted a video after the Grammys, uh-huh. basically saying that Bruno Mars is a cultural appropriator because. Um, he's doing black music, and they only they only he only won in these awards because he's you know he's his race is ambiguous and so um, because of that he can get away with you know doing his music and nobody's gonna get mad. If that was the case, Logic would have been given the same kind of benefit of the doubt. That is true. Let's put that out there. That is true. With that being said. What's the line here? And my and my issue with that is this: Is it acceptable to be some? So, and this is my say: What is acceptable if you're not black, as far as the artists go? Is it? So, are you? Because my thing is, if you grew up in that culture and that's the music you grew up a fan of, because let's be know. clear, black music is the most influential music in history ever. Black hip hop culture is the most it's dominant the most culture. <laughs> In history, yes. So if you grew up and that's the culture you grew up in, that's all you're gonna know. That's the music you took to. So what are you basically saying is that even though I grew up listening to and loving this music, I can't make this music because it's not my music. That's bullshit. I don't agree with that because the same could try people start to say the same thing about him in the beginning. But M niggas from Detroit know. First of all, he was always in the hood. Right. That you niggas would, to hang he, around. You would always find Chalmers or you somewhere. Would always find M in the shelter or somewhere on Brunion Ave. Or in, on Chalmers or on the east coast on the east side visiting Kim. Yes, sir. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. If you grew up in that culture, you grew up in that hood, or that's the culture you grew up under listening to. I can't begrudge you if you like if you love that music and you want to make that music. The caveat to that is this. You have to give credit to the people that made that music. And so with that being said, Justin is always giving credit to the people that he he grew up listening to and loving for that music. Always. The same Bruno Mars has. Bruno Mars is, is constantly said that all this music is is come it came from black people. Uh-huh. He, Especially his last album, 24 Karen. Obviously said that consistently in every interview you find he will say that. So with that being said. You can't get, you know, you can't sit here and pick this line and say, well, you know, it's cultural provision. Well, no, if he's giving, he's paying homage, he's made it clear that he understands who created this movie, music, but that's the music he's a fan of. I can't stop him from making it or saying no, because he's choosing to make this music. That's the music he grew up on. And who are you to stop this grown-ass man from doing what he loves, first off? Right. If you love the music and you have a passion for the music, because my thing is, if he didn't, the music wouldn't be as good as it was. No. It wouldn't be as good as it's one thing to make a hit here projects. and there. It's another thing to make all your like all this shit is great. Yeah. So Hell, 24 so, Karat Magic is one of my favorite Bruno albums because it like, is funky. Right. And I feel like people need to understand and accept the fact because he's paying homage to our culture. Yeah. He's, Him doing he's that living paying homage, paying homage to, to our uh, culture. Uh, 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 doing that living color video. Yes. That's paying homage to things that our culture produced. And if you, if you don't that. know what that show is, 
YouTube it right now. Pause it right here. Go to YouTube. I'm pretty sure you'll find Kenny and Ivory Wayne's and the whole entire Wayne's family getting it in back in the 90s. Right. So it's getting like money. <laughs> I think like we always we have this line about cultural pre- like where who we we allow in in those spaces and it's like we got to we got to figure this out. Cuz I feel like we just line is always moving. It's like a moving goalpost. And at some point we need to figure out okay, what's the line and what's not the line. I, I think what do you have to do as a per- person who's doing black music and you're not black and what can't you do? Cuz at this point it I think it changes depending on the artist and who likes them. So, well, yeah, cause you got all these, you got all these new rappers, these white rappers. What's his name with the rainbow hair? He, he's black. He's not white. Oh, so okay. Apparently, all right. From what I heard, I don't know. Is he? Hell, I thought he he say nigga way too much for him. That's what I'm saying. Like he he's not white. He said nigga he way too much. He got too much. many niggas around him, and he say nigga way too much for him not to. Be right, cool. like this. If he I say it enough times, it's gonna show. be cool. That's why I'm kind of throwing him in the mix, like. What are you, bruh? Some Jeff Hardy knockoff? <laughs> I mean, dude. Are you talking about Takashi 69? That's that's what his name. Takashi 69 with the the guy who has literally has 69 tattooed everywhere on his body. Like this guy looks like a walking My Little Pony reject. And it's just uh I can't even bring myself to talk about him because this leave a Incredibly bad taste in my mouth, <laughs> but still, it's like. But this oh no, guy, he's Mexican and Puerto Rican. Wow. So that makes so sense. we were way off. <laughs> yeah, we're way off, but at the same time, it doesn't surprise me because I'm. Like, oh, that's another thing because I talked about it before how you know saying nigga we talked. So I guess it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like if you that, surprise yourself, he's in that fat ball. He's in that fat Joe category where he's allowed to oh, say it. Oh, so he's he's he has that go past. He's allowed to say it, yeah, because he's yeah because he's another. Uh, you know, he's minority. he has like a small percentage of nigga in him. That you can say, nigga. But, uh, uh, and that brings up an interesting point. I think that's, I think the line is, if you are fully white, like straight up, blonde hair, blue eyes, white, and you drop an air bomb, that's a word. Well, yeah, of course not. No, I'm not saying, I'm not even talking about that. I mean, you say N-words, you're just wrong. But... My, I'm more so about can you do black music like, as far as R&B, hip hop, like what is the space there? Like if you there is no space because they've been doing it for years. But my thing is people still now it's like in this in this, in this day and age uh, in the woke day and age it's we want to everybody wants to have a conversation about who's appropriate in our culture and it's like well what's the space? Because my thing is is it if that person grew up in that culture is it really appropriate or are they are they just doing mistakes you grew up on? <laughs> That's that's my thing. To me, is clearly doing the things that you were grown that you grew up on. But that's not how people look at, it, and that's what my problem is. That's why I'm so I'm confused because I don't know what the line is anymore. <sighs> Again, it's always something. Um, but that being said, it, it always changes. Yeah, I'm I'm out of shit to talk about. I'm tired. Um, you got anything you want you want to cover? Um. I have been uh, keeping up with MMA stuff lately. Apparently, CM Punk has a fight tonight. Hopefully, he doesn't get killed like the last time. Well, this is apparently this is a whole new thing. Uh, you know, a whole new, you know, a more experienced version of Punk because well, it's another first, year later. It's two well, years yeah, later. So. And then on top of that, he just got done with the whole court case with WWE, which he won, by the way. Well, he won against the... He won against that, the, the, the defamation of character. Thing. Right. He won that. That was um, the only case that was there was him against the doctor. Yeah, but this is the this is the, the uh, 
the latest one that he's pretty much been talking about on Colts podcast for a while. Um, just be you know after the whole Vegas pipe bomb thing and all that stuff and the whole him being hurt with the well yeah the, co- the whole court case was about defamation of character yeah. for the doctor yeah and then so they he, basically said they just they said no there's nothing there so you know in the in the last interview I saw this morning um he said you know I'm I'm happy it's over you know I'm I'm just it's good I can move on so I can do this fight I'm just hyper focused on Saturday night which is tonight by the way um, like I, said, I just hope he didn't get beat down like the last time. Yeah, that's really all I care about. Yeah. If hopefully he has a good showing, it just in the last ten seconds. Um, well, well, first, I didn't expect much for the first fight either. Yeah, because it was kind of rushed, he's, but it's been two years rushed, now. But, hopefully, you know, he's this. You know, he's had a whole year to you know train and get his bearings. So maybe he'll have an actual fighting chance. And we shall see. And then on top of that, I heard that uh, Weezy. Is free from oh, the yeah. clutches of Bird. Wayne man. is finally free from cash money. He so won. we might he, be getting that Carter album. He got a uh, well. We are getting the Carter Five. It's going to be released through Universal. And um, uh, I heard. Well, he got, I didn't he hear, us. but I, I I read on uh, Facebook was it last night or sometime around this morning, and uh, this one dude said one one uh, flick of the lighter and Push's career is done. First of all, before I want to go back and say, for first of all, congrats to Wayne for getting finally getting the settlement. Yes, he got some money now. Birdman's not playing, paying any of the money. Universal's paying all the money. Nope. So he got paying it because he's a bitch. But um, at least Wayne is freaking cash money. Right. Um, he so is he's now. Free. He's now. Well, I guess he's not a free agent anymore. He's on. You know, I guess he's his his stuff is going to be released to Universal, but he can also Universal. He can, because he's signed to Universal, he can still sign to another label, and as long as it's through Universal, right? So for so example, for, if he wanted like to a distribution sign, deal or something. Yeah. So if he wanted to sign to Rock Nation through Universal, he could do that. I've always speculated that Rock Nation uh, is because he's already said Jay has been helping him through this whole process. So yeah, you never know. Because so reality is, he was supposed to sign with Rockefeller. Back Way. in the day, before Young Money became a thing, yeah. So if it wasn't for all this, probably wouldn't have went through all this bullshit. But you know, whatever the being said, uh, I think congratulations to him. But yeah, somebody did say some shit about if if oh, because the rumor was that Wayne was on a disc with Drake. First of all, if you're getting help, then you lost. I'm yeah. sorry, you yeah, help. I mean, he already Fuck all did. That. Get, he already did get help with Jay. That's that same thing Nikki tried when she when she was trying to come back and get Remy. Fuck all that. Don't do that, cuz. So, whatever the case may be, fuck all that shit. Um, that being said, I'm done. Uh, oh, uh, two more things for my end, cause you know I have that kind of time. Championship Wrestling League, Facebook.com, Fearless FearlessRebels.com. And follow me on Instagram at VisualCrack313. I got that word for you. <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless <laughs> fucking plug. Hey, you know, all right, man. People always try to be rappers in Detroit. I'm trying to help the. I'm trying to help the the uh, talented ones out. You know what I mean? All right, man. Well, with that being said, we are signing off episode four of okay. the Down with the King podcast. I am Will K. The King. See you, Wade. And yeah. we are signing off. See ya. Howdy.